context. Mm -hmm. When does uh, the letter A no longer become an A but something else? Right? So, so, so you said third year? Yeah, I'm in mean, sort of part-time third year. Yeah. Um, I have works here, these two little paintings with the concrete uh, flooring. Um, well, I was in first year. And then these two with the cows, I did them this summer, not in the course of a course, not during a course, but just uh, to continue painting and doing because in the summer we don't have courses and I feel like I have to continue. So what courses um, are you taking this time? I'm taking from my first printmaking okay. and drawing three. Okay. So these are from drawing three. We had to do a self-portrait and uh, I, I did not know how to really, which aspect of myself I could, you know, go with. So I did about three of them and they're all very different. So um, I don't know which one represents me more than another, but I feel that it's kind of difficult to put one person on we change yeah. from day to day. Yeah. It's very hard to uh, to do. I guess that's why you have some artists dedicate their, their entire creative lives to you know, self-portraiture or some sort of figuration. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of in between. I go in between the figurative and the abstraction, the expressionist abstraction, so... This is also, this felting project is something I started on my own. Uh, I have a little nook in the basement and I had just done a scarf in Nuno felt and I was deconstructing a little bit the felting. Hey! Hey Tom! Hey! <laughs> Garbage gate! <laughs> So, um, so were these found uh, pieces? Yeah, so, yeah, this, this is so much fun. I, I, I want to continue in this way because I, I bought these at Valley Village and they were from a gallery in the 80s from a painter named Kerstead or something like that. Right. And his paintings were Lake Superior. Are they original paintings? No, it's like cheap cardboard and with like a little bit of glue to, to make it look like it's paint. Yeah. So I wanted to, I, I wanted to play off this, but I didn't, I didn't let enough of the underneath show through. So, uh, but I know, I know where it comes from and I just, I just thought. And the cows, it's because also because during the summer, I want to continue my drawing, so I was looking for a subject that I would readily find around here and start exploring the area, yeah. because I'm not from here, I'm from Quebec City. Okay. So uh, I thought the cow was like a great model, just to, and then I started studying kind of like the cow, and the cow, what does it mean? Uh, meat, uh, food, uh, milk, uh, be free, cow. I don't know. <laughs> you know like, uh, You're a meat eater. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I love meat. <laughs> right. 
But in Quebec City, we have cows. Ev- I mean, in Quebec, we have cows everywhere. They're dairy cows. Yeah. It's cheese. Cheese is like almost a religion for me. I love cheese. Yeah. I eat cheese, cheese all the time. Yeah. Do you know Astor Yorn? A S T E R J O R N. He did a body of work called Modification Paintings. You can find them online. Maybe your library has a I'm book. registering and yeah. recording. Is that okay? Yeah, so A-S-G-E-R-J-O-R-N. Mm-hmm. He, he did some really interesting things um, with modifying pre-existing paintings that he would find um, and purchase. And uh, I, I think he would find them quite exciting. There's one painting in particular where he, it's, like a, it's a very pastoral landscape. Uh, but he, he paints this large... Uh, colorful kind of uh, primary uh, duck, like a giant oh, yeah. uh, duck in the <laughs> middle of the field. So you should definitely look into uh, him. Cool. Yeah, I respond quite, uh, you know, these four up here are quite physical, very interesting pieces. I, when I saw your work, I thought, oh, finally, somebody that I that I can right. relate to. Yeah, I'm very I just physical. love them. Oh, I love you. them. Thank you. It's messiness and color and layers and yeah. just playing with and just kind of disappearing and all this. I mean, yeah. being there at the same time and sort right. of, it's so cool, so much fun. Well, I could see definitely a connection here, you know, with the physicality, the composition. It's very symmetrical, kind of monolithic. Structure in the background, square. So I can definitely, you know, there's there's a lot of parallels to these two pieces in comparison to what's in the gallery. Uh, I, I like that they're they're found. What, what are they? What is their original? So I went to Dollarama and I found those frames, and oh, then yeah. they were made like that, and then I poured paint in between. And then I layered um, concrete flooring. I was redoing my floors, and I just broke pieces. And then I put some, uh, uh, what is it called, enamel-type paints on top, and then tried to gloss them up. And then I started painting on the frame, and and Tom told me about Howard Hodgkins, who does that. So that, that was kind of, the, the cows was kind of a little bit of a going back to that, trying yeah. to play with, with materials and, and layering it on the, on the frames. Uh, and uh, I, I, was, I, think, I think what I will do next is go to Value Village and grab more of these funny like, things that people always have in their homes, yeah. you know, yeah. like... It's always a little chickadee. <laughs> it might be interesting to find some original work, you know. Oh, I, know yeah? I know some people have a hard time um, modifying somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. But, um, I suppose if you gain permission from, if you found an artist who was willing to collaborate with you, you know, that was very different than you, and um, you were able to just you know, swap and trade work and with the intention of working on each other's work. I know in the classroom. Um, I, I'm a big advocate for collaboration with students. Like, you know, I'll collaborate with them. I'll paint with them on the same painting. They'll, they'll paint on each other's paintings just to experience new language and 
new perspectives and, you know, just standing in front of a canvas that is not yours. It's not your uh, authorship, it's not your mark making, it's not your genre style, whatever you want to call it, it's not you. But then you're, you're faced with having to insert yourself and integrate with it and modify it and, and it, it serves, you know, sometimes it's a disaster, but a lot of the time it's, it's very successful and it's always an experience, right? So it's an educational experience, even if it visually isn't successful, so. So you, you know, if you can find somebody, um, or you just go online and uh, purchase, you know, purchase work that way and get it shipped to you, like works where you're really critical, like, oh, I want that one and I want that one. And you open up your your um, reservoir of <clears throat> possibilities, right? True. Instead of just being, unless you guys have a really excellent uh, value village that can uh, no, there isn't. Like there isn't that much. No. No, so I would like yeah. to go online and see what you can find. Okay. Or whenever you go to Beaver City. Yeah. Like, and next time you're in Toronto, go with the intention of buying. You know, 10, 15 That's pieces. Perverse. You know. I don't know. <laughs> if you're going to carry, carry on this body of work, right? Yeah. You know? That's like taking it a step further, oh, yeah. right? Well, you have to take it a step further. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm a big advocate for, you know, connecting things and uh, you yes. know, merging different bodies of work. And I could... Hybridization? Hybridization? Yeah, 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 just, yeah combining, um, yeah, um, creating uh, relationships uh, mm. between different languages and... You know, so for me, I, I would encourage you to, you know, obviously you follow, you know, your own instincts, number one, but uh, I, I would pursue this field, you know, maybe with image relationships where you're actually getting specific images embedded, um, but, you know, build a body of 25 paintings, you know, checking, experimenting with different scales. You know, going up to two feet by two feet, eventually getting up to six feet by six feet. But then looking at felting and how felting could be a part of this as well, where you're bringing... Like, imagine if you had a, a four by four foot cradle panel. You know, fresh, ready to go, you're just about to begin it. Maybe you stretch canvas over it, maybe you work right on the board. But, you know, maybe you layer plexiglass on it first to get this, um, you know, translucent effect. And then you start thinking about ways to paint collage, um, the felting process. Maybe there's some paper collage elements um, that are more drawing based. Because there's some exciting, you know, events that happen here. You know, with these large marks and then these smaller marks and then the burning. Julie Marutu. I think of Julie Marutu's work. Um, with, with, you know, it's, it's kind of this fusion between architecture, like de like definite architecture, um, and uh, the sci-fi uh, spatial landscape that's more colorful. I'm not sure if you know her work, but if you, um, you know, tonight when you're at home, go online and really dig into her. There's lots of great YouTube videos. Um, this seems to be like an early precursor of, of, of that type of work. Oh yeah. Uh, she's quite interesting. But what would you say feels the most uh, you? Like I know these are self-portraits, but sometimes maybe they don't you know. When you look at all That's these the pieces thing. you've created, together what's the most exciting? Me. Yeah, together it's yeah. you. 
Well, then that's just evidence to, to say that you should be combining all of this language into probably larger pieces, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah, I have larger <laughs> pieces, but I didn't bring them here. Yeah. 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 So, but, yeah. Even the, just this morning doing this crochet thing, yeah. every night I crochet circu circular like okay. this, every yeah. night, and I have four more balls of uh, cotton thread like this. And then I pinned it to the board for the first time this morning and I realized that as you're doing that, it's almost like a cow skin that you're stretching on right. onto uh, a board. Yeah. So yeah. always like the cow kind of, kind of comes back and uh, not to like, it's not like uh, I want to paint cows, you know, it's that I just think, oh, there's a connection. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's yeah. always kind of in the back of my yeah. hand. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it does feel like a hide <laughs> when it stretch like that. Yeah. Reminds me of some of these little shapes, too. You know, a shape within a shape. Oh, yes. You know. Uh-huh. I could see you doing this and collaging this and stitching this into, um, you know, just like you've taken this foreign object collaged it onto this field. They, they relate now, but you know, when they were separate, they're kind of distinct, right? It's kind of, uh -huh. They're very distinct. So imagine creating pieces like this and then just collaging them onto, you know, if this was, say, a, a heavier support, yeah. but just collaging it within this field of drawing. Right. That could be really interesting. Totally. Or embedding it into the felting process. Uh -huh. uh, I've had a number of students who are more textile-based and I just was summer, uh, summer Turi did this amazing felting project where she basically uh, felted old sewing machines. Oh! Yeah, so the objects, they came about the, the object. She recovered, yeah, like she yeah. covered it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Wow. I actually might have some, I might have a slide of that uh, to show if you're going to be at the top. Yes, I will. I'm not sure if it's still there, but it uh, seems to me it was. Aww. But imagine taking this, yeah, and then objects, you know, like taking this process to creating objects or mm -hmm. being part of the painting yeah. or the drawing. Yeah, what I like this <coughs> is uh, all, the, all the lines you can see inside. Yeah, I know it's rich. And, yeah. Uh, like if you put it against the window, it gives it another. The light comes yeah. through, on, yes. And I don't know, I was playing with things to embed, and that's polo sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little bit dark. Right, right. That is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't pick up on that. I was, oh, I was in the popsicle zone. You know? And these are uh, soap bits that are encrusted in it because you have to. You have to use soap to make it stick to the cheese cloth. <laughs> right, right, right. I love cheese cloth. I think you're going to really like printmaking. Oh, she, 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 cheese cloth has a... I don't like printmaking. Cheese cloth has a, a, has a critical role. In, uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, just listening to you talk about what you like. Yes. Uh, printmaking can amplify a lot of that. Oh, yeah? You know, the words that you're using in terms of, you know... The lines that you appreciate, you know, the detail within here. Mm -hmm. Your making can offer your immense 
world, an enormous world of marks that um, which is really, in many ways, not very, it's not achievable with painting and drawing. It can be, but, um, but there's a whole realm of mark, marks within printmaking that are uh, solely printmaking, so. <clears throat> I like this one too. I like, I like the composition of mark making. I like the, the way Thomas uh, For me, I guess this one is most reminiscent of um, kind of landscape around here. Feels like it, really. Uh, you know, the coolness of the water and the kind of valley earth coming up. I tend to have a bad habit of reading abstract images through the landscape. That's my uh, <clears throat> upbringing. Really. So, I have a hard geology? time. Uh, geology, environmental science, you know, all of the above. Really, so. But uh, yeah, I really quite like this piece. So that's what extra work, exploring environment, So this is for drawing three. Mm -hmm. Is it Naomi Gray? Oh yes, yes. she is I wish a I wonderful would, person. I wish she was here. I yeah. know she's out west. With her grandson, so yeah. yeah. I know her from way back. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh right, she did sing. Yeah. She did sing. Yeah. But these are these are pretty wonderful. I like the detail in here. And I like how the, the symmetry it's off center. Now I, I would like to see even more of these and what do you I wish I could see them here. I would encourage you if they don't exist, let's make them exist. These exist in, there is a one bigger one about this one, this, with me um, uh, modeling paste, and I layer the modeling paste, yeah. and it's just a typical kind of first year thing. Right. Uh, and I, I presented it for the Winter Arts Festival, and it was like, I stuck out like a sore thumb, you know? That's a good thing, isn't it? Was, it? it <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so, but when you're starting, it's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I know. I, I've stuck out in some things. <laughs> I'm the odd duck. Yeah. But it's okay. You, you own it after a while. Oh, yeah. You start owning it. Yeah, you do. Okay. That's who you are. Well, I'm trying to increase my knowledge and just like, so my, my, Final project will probably be a continuation of these lines here, yeah. the more messy ones. Yeah. So I call them messy, but you know, whatever. Well, I'm making my students right now, they're thinking about next term already, um, making them build seven feet tall, seven by six foot canvases. So they all have to build them. So that's my challenge to you to scale. If you haven't done it yet, because I know you have that woodshop down there, it's great. I don't know what the rules are here. I've but done 8 by 2 okay. and I've just finished a big drawing. It's in the other room. Yeah. It doesn't fit on this. Okay. Do you want to see? Sure, yeah. Okay. Is it coming in here? Or it's right in here. Yeah. 
So this is lunch time. We're infringing on your lunch time. What time is it now? It's 12. Oh, wow. No rush. <laughs> room is this? Uh, this is 302. 302. So 301 is that one. Yeah. 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 So how long have you been teaching here then? Um, six years. I started in 2006. I, I never uh, imagined that I I've moved through four provinces because of art, and I've gotten to meet lots of great people. And there's a lot of rich art culture. Um, we have a lot of great artists um, that are making art right now, right today, of every age and uh, uh, social background. <clears throat> yeah, it's quite, it's quite significant. The older I get, you know, that's what I'm really. Starting to appreciate is just the richness and the diversity that even Canada offers you know, to us as artists living in Canada. Not to mention, you know, the, the world, which can be overwhelming sometimes. It's right? so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. There's so much great stuff. There really is. Yes. Since moving to uh, out east here, oh, I've been introduced to painters that uh, are just amazing. Getting in their studios. And like amazing, amazing work. Matt Bain is a painter who everyone should look at. He's, he's probably in his um, mid-30s, maybe uh, late 30s, maybe early 40s. Um, what does shirt. he do? He's a painter, uh, oil painter, very physical, very visceral paintings, very gestural. Um, landscape, there's a human element, there's sometimes animals embedded. They're, they're very psychological kind of paintings. Um, they're gorgeous in like their life. Eric Fischel? Sort of? uh, no, no, very different Not actually. Not that no, very, very different. Um, oh. I won't spoil it, you just go online. Okay. There's a show in New York right now, actually. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, I was in his studio, it was quite, quite lovely actually. Very inspirational. But we've, you know, we've got lots of artists like that uh, throughout Canada, really, so. Well, good, Oof. well, thanks. I just finished printmaking, uh, and I ran here, and I set up this. 